The Ringer Gambling Feed is your one-stop shop for all things betting throughout the NFL season from week one all the way through Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We have you covered every which way. We got our favorite futures. We got props. We'll discuss the lines. And of course, we'll throw in a few parlays. That's a given. So whether you're a sharp or a square better, we'll be breaking it down in terms hopefully everybody can understand and we'll try to win some money along the way. So be sure to subscribe to the Ringer Gambling feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire. You're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korobleck. And today it is Power Hour, where we power rank something every Wednesday. And this week we are power ranking all the Bilo candidates in fantasy football entering week three. Craig, are you excited? Like, this is basically just really depressing Shark Tank. Are you excited, Craig? <laughs> it's the beginning of trade season. That's what week three is. It's, it's a great time of the year. This is when you can really get a lot of deals, to be honest. There's some great prices out there right now. <laughs> Bargain basement prices. Week one, everyone knows not to overreact. In week two, people are like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And really, you should Panic. sort by who's 0-2 in your league standings and just go sh- go window shop around their teams. And we're going to go through buy low. And honestly, talk about buy low and something that grinds my gears a little bit is people are always like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Christian McCaffrey had one bad. He didn't. But Christian McCaffrey had a bad game. Go for him. It's actually really hard to trade in fantasy. Like, DK, it, it's difficult to actually complete a trade in a league. It's actually, you have to like let the stars align. Right. I mean, it, the, the better example potentially is like a Jamar Chase type guy. It's like, it's going to be hard to get a player of that caliber off of someone after just like two, two bad weeks. What we're doing today, I think, is more close to like, people are starting to panic about these players. And we're going to talk about why you should be capitalizing on that panic right now, right? Yeah, I want to talk about, I, I think that there's, there's the five B's of buying low. It's the Warren Buffett mm. rule. It's got to be bold when others are fearful. Michael Bluth <laughs> rule. A Bilo player has to be playing so badly that the person looks at them on their team is like, I have made a huge mistake. <laughs> like, you need that. Zooms and then in. it's the bl- yeah. the blurb rule, which is they're thinking yep. that they click on the player's name and the blurb pops up and they read it and they're like, oh my God, I did make a huge mistake. If the player has a positive blurb, no one's ever traded a player lower than the value they drafted him out two weeks later if the blurb is nice. if the blurb, You need a little right. depressing blurb. And then also, like, you just need a little bounce back bet. Like, you actually have to have a reason to think the guy's going to bounce back. Either they're talented, they have a, they're not, but they have a good role, or they just had bad luck or whatever. So we're going to run through all. And I like the, the B rule because 
Wasn't the housing crisis started with all the AAA ratings? We're basically doing triple B ratings. Like these are all just BBBs, <laughs> like guys with yeah. bad blurbs and bad weeks and, and everything. So uh, we're going to do a power hour style. But Craig, before we even get into that, anything else you want? Any just trading advice other than just don't be an idiot and offer someone your worst three players for their best guy? If you play on Yahoo, this is this is very stupid, but I'm telling you it matters. When you send somebody a trade, there's like a trade evaluator that is kind of like the intermediary between the trade and allows the person you're trading with to like see and use whatever arbitrary projection model that Yahoo has to determine whether or not this trade is a win or a loss. And unfortunately, you need that trade to be in the green for the person you're trading to, or they're most likely not going to pull the trigger. It makes no sense, but it's just how it goes. We are simple creatures and you need to see green numbers on a screen to feel confident Mm. that you are not getting ripped off. So it's just a part of the game. It's not like a liquid market. Like you look up like, oh, this player should be worth this. And it's like, okay, but in reality, there's two people whose team probably aligns with you and one of them doesn't check the roster. And so you just have one person and just got to like, it just sometimes, I don't know. It's not always easy. But we're going to go through the buy low guys. We're going to power rank all the buy low guys entering week three. We're going to do this power hour style. If you haven't done that before, it's very simple. Power every two minutes. You're going to hear this sound from the beloved Tom Tom Club, which couldn't get legally cleared Great on FanDuel TV. Great so song. you'll hear something different there. They're both great songs. Uh, <laughs> and then every two minutes, in theory, we're going to move on. So without further ado, I power... DK and Craig sent me their Bilo candidates. I rank them all. If you don't like the order, let us know in ranking. So without further ado, power, we're going to power rank the biggest Bilos. And first up, start the clock, Hi, DK, Yo. I picked yours. You had Justin Fields, quarterback for the Bears. This is a good one because this is gross. This is a gross player. Got to be honest, kind of scared to recommend this one, which I think is the perfect example of a, a type of player we're going to talk about today. Like... Things are not looking really well. Things are not looking very good for this guy right now. Like there's talk of him getting benched at some point this season. I know I've said it feels like the Bears are trying to essentially undermine him and just like move on from him, get the fans to turn against him. So that's not great. All these things are not good, uh, which is why I think it is the time to pounce if you really still believe in his talent and still, most importantly, believe in his ability to run. Um, And if you go back to last year, honestly, remember at this time last year, a lot of people were dropping Justin Fields. Uh, he had a he had a couple of very, very bad games to start the year. Um, he has yet to take any semblance of a jump as a passer. Um, but again, going back to he rushed for a thousand yards. He averaged over 10 fantasy points just from rushing over the last five games or sorry, over the last nine games of the season. Um, he ended up being the QB five on the season just because he is such an electric runner. And to me, it just feels like the Bears are going to have no choice but to let him run going forward they haven't had a lot of design runs for him yet but i feel like there is a chance this this coaching staff is going to feel like they're going to get fired along with justin fields and so i think the running is going to come and that's the bet that we're making here that the running will start happening i think this is phenomenal because whoever drafted justin fields all you can think right now you google justin just panic fields, click the burglars oh my god he's terrible that's the time to strike and you know what's nice he's had two horrific games put up 15 points and 16 points i know like the, the, yep. the, the like the, the floor is still so high because he can play like shit. Pardon my French. And <laughs> his running upside. He had a touchdown last week. He had sixty yards rushing in week one. Like he could be the, the worst passing quarterback in the league, which he might be. And yet you're still looking at 15, 16 points a game, which is something like a guy Zach Wilson just can't get to. I think to to me the like you said the floor is still really good and all of those yards for the most part have come on scrambles so far. He's scrambled. He's still scrambling a good amount and that's because he's a slow processor as a passer, which of course is adding into the total panic from Bears fans and fantasy uh managers all over the world, but 
again, if he starts having more design runs, you know, he has top five potential. And that's why we drafted him. I think you're right, TK, even if you just blatantly disrespected Tom Tom, but it's totally fine. That's fine. Um, next up here. I, all right. I'm just it's the Bengals, dude. I know you said up top, thinking about Jamar Chase, but I, I'm, I just, I, so there's, it's all the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon. I think it depends. I would say, so for example, we were actually having an argument this morning about what a bylaw was. And we were talking about like whether AJ Brown and Jamar Chase. And I'm like, the AJ Brown hasn't been that good. Chase has been even worse. My, my, the difference is there's no reason to worry about AJ Brown. I think the difference is you do want to check in on Jamar Chase. Cause it's like Joe Burrow is hurt. And honestly, we don't know what's going to happen, right? Like, how long is Burrow going to be out? Like, what to come back from cat? Like, a calf injury is like really not a science. It's it's just feel, and we don't know what's going to happen if Burrow's going to miss time. But I don't. If you have Joe Burrow, you're probably pretty panicking. If you have him, if you have mm-hmm. Chase, I mean, Jamar Chase is he have seventy receiving yards in the entire year. If you can acquire Chase, basically for even ninety five percent of the cost, it's probably worth it. Like, just you have to pay almost as if he's whole. And then mix it. I don't know. It's weird to talk about acquiring injured players. This is almost an extension of like Joe Burrow, Eckler, Saquon on all these guys. But generally, how do you feel about like acquiring injured dudes? Not great. <laughs> it's funny because Heifetz, you're the one who seems to be the most scared about buying injured players. And now you're bringing up Jamar Chase slash Joe Burrow here. I just don't think Jamar Chase is a buy low because he's his, his value is still too high. Like you'd have to trade CeeDee Lamb for him. And like, is that a buy low at that point? You need to be giving up somebody like Keenan Allen or somebody who you think mm-hmm. Mike Evans is a great sell high for a buy low, right? You give Mike Evans for, for Jamar Chase. The problem is no one's going to do that because somebody spent $60 on Jamar Chase and took him as the fourth overall pick. And two bad weeks, every, like the number one narrative, I feel like in fantasy right now, and even in the re- regular NFL, is like, don't panic on the Bengals. It's going to be okay. It's a long season. It's been two bad weeks. If this was week five and Jamar Chase was doing this, then I think it qualifies. I'm not sure it does right now. What about Burrow himself? Do you kind of just want to like capitalize and panic? If the guy's got Joe Burrow and like Anthony Richardson, will you just try to get Burrow for, I don't know. See, that's different because you actually might be able to get Burrow at a discount because of the calf. And yeah. if you're like, screw it, three weeks, maybe they'll bench him for a week and he'll get healthy. I actually think that's like more realistic. Joe Mixon, I think is a great buy low. He's getting a lot of volume. That's fair. All right, next up here. Number three, buy lows entering week three. Craig, you put Josh Jacobs running back for the Raiders. I saw that and we were, again, I was wondering like, is this a buy low? And then I click again, the blurb test, you click on the blurb, you know what you see? <laughs> he had negative two yards this week. That's, that's <laughs> tough. So, not great. so scary. And the difference between like a guy like, like Jamar Chase versus Josh Jacobs, they both had awesome years last year is because the Raiders stink. And talking about the Bengals, like the Bengals are going to be good. The Bengals are a Super Bowl contender. The Raiders aren't. So even if Josh, like Josh Jacobs hasn't had two good games, right? He's got 46 rushing yards in two games. And the fear what I would be telling the person I'm trying to trade with is that, man, the Raiders might suck. They might get blown out every game like they did against the Bills. Mm-hmm. And Josh Jacobs is going to be in negative game script. He's going to be getting 12 carries for 40 yards every game. The reason why I like him is he's still getting a ton of touches. He's getting like 18 touches a game. He's also catching way more passes with Jimmy G. He's second in the NFL among running backs in team's target percentage behind yeah, only Bajan Robinson, which is kind of crazy considering what the narrative used to be on Josh Jacobs. And last year, right? Last year, he led the league in rushing, 1,600 rushing yards. Last year, after two weeks, he was averaging 60 yards a game and one catch per game, and they were 0-2. So this basically was already happening last year, and I just think they've had two awful matchups. They got killed by the Bills, and then they played the Denver Rundy, who was blowing up their offensive line, and Josh Jacobs was getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. Their next three weeks, they got the Steelers, who are giving up the most rushing yards in the league, the Chargers, who are terrible against the ground, who just got torched by Derrick Henry, and then Green Bay, who's giving up the third most rushing yards in the league. So I think this is a perfect spot to get in for Jacobs. He's also a guy that... vigorously nodding. I mean, I... 
I vigorously agree that he is a buy low. I think this is a great opportunity because there's such bad vibes around what he's doing. Negative two yards. Obviously, you can capitalize on that probably. Um, I think there's also just this variable that he's out of shape. You know what I mean? Like he he held out for most of training camp. He got a little bit of a pay raise. And then he came in. And to me, he just did not look as explosive as we saw last year. I think he's still working his way. He looked a little way. thick. Yeah, he's working lie. his way into football shape. It might take a week or two, but I think he's going to get there and he's going to look a lot closer to what we saw last year, which is one of the most explosive, elusive running backs in the NFL, guy who creates on his own. Um, and you're going to get a lot of value if you can trade for him now. He also seems 29 years old. He's 25. Yeah. <laughs> he's 2023. You guys are just body shaming Josh Jacobs. He's going to get in shape. I, I, just tight. I, I heard the yeah. announcers were doing like the... Oh, you know, when he was not at training camp, like he he was keeping in shape. He was doing altitude training to prepare for Denver, you know, and all this stuff. And then he showed up and I saw him on the field and I was like, hey, it looks thick. <laughs> this happens all the time, though. You just can't, you can't replicate it. I love Debo Samuel coming in this season and being like, yeah, last year I was mad about the contract, totally out of shape. Yeah. Debo so, Samuel is a great example. It. He did the exact same what thing. What a weird profession. Yeah. All right. Next up here, you put Javante Williams running back for the Broncos. This is another one that I'm a little bit nervous about, which I think, again, is the litmus test for whether this actually works. I'm nervous to trade for this guy, but the thesis was always that he's going to get stronger and get a bigger uh, you know, amount of volume as the year goes on. This guy's coming off of a major knee injury. Um, and if I'm being totally honest, he looked better than I expected in week one because there was a lot of question marks whether he was going to even be ready to go at the start of the season. Um, to me, he's passed the eye test so far. He's splitting time right now with Samaj P. Ryan. Um, but the splits overall are encouraging. He's averaging 15 touches per game compared to Pirine's eight touches per game. He's running, uh, he's getting 39% targets per route run. So he's he's seeing a target on almost 40% of the of the routes that he runs this year, which is great. And so to me, the bet here is twofold. Number one, that he's a good fit for Sean Payton's scheme, which has always sort of been very check down, reliant. Like remember Drew Brees constantly relying on the quick outlet, the, the running back check down. Russell Wilson in his year, this year he's got a 32% target rate to running backs. His career average before that was 17. It's almost double with, with Sean Payton. Um, and so I'm just hoping that really kind of pans out long-term. I think he's, you know, of course going to be in a rotation here, but I think Williams is the better talent. He's the more elusive guy. I think Samaj P. is just kind of just a guy. And so uh, I'm betting on the talent. I'm betting on the usage and the role. That's what Bill Simmons did with us when he when he started this podcast. He was like, I'm just going to bet on the talent. <laughs> Danny, Danny, exactly. Craig. Like, exactly. I, I don't care about the numbers right now. I'm going to bet on the talent. <laughs> Are we the Broncos backfield to get just kind of like this old hand? It's not a great comp for us if we're the Denver uh, backfield. But um, I mean, th this is not dissimilar. I mean, it, it's a little like Josh Jacobs in that like these guys are, are talented running backs who have Somewhat proven it. Josh Jacobs a little more than Javante. But like this is a long-term play here that down the road, Javante's the best back. Right. And he's going to come through. My next one here is in the same vein, but it's a very different vibe, which is Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison for the Vikings. Let's go. This is my guy. It's a real buy low because it just yuck. I mean, honestly, just trading for Madison, you got to be a little like, oh. Got to be a little I, crazy. This is scarier that? than trading for Fields. <laughs> so if you drafted Madison, you were like, oh, this is easy. I'm just getting like discount Dalvin Cook. I'm brilliant. And then you come in, he's like averaging 31 rushing yards a game. And you're like, oh, well, I kind of lit that on fire, didn't I? And you're, yeah. and you're tweeting Craig Horlbeck saying, hey, thanks a lot, jerk. 
<laughs> kind of ruined my week. So, I'm like, ah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> even ickier. I actually don't think Alex Madison's good. I, the person telling you to trade for him, I actually don't think he's like anything over an average running back. I think he might be average at best. So is that a good pitch so far? Yeah. Say Sell less. me this pen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The pen had some bad matchups. Uh, <laughs> they played the Bucks in week one. Bucks have an incredible front. The mm. defensive line of the Bucks is still solid. And then they played the Eagles. Jalen Carter just got added to the Eagles defensive line. Jalen Carter is already one of the best defensive tackles in the league. Like the Eagles defensive line rocked the Vikings offensive line. They couldn't run the ball. And so the next games coming up for the Vikings are way better. Like they got the Chargers, the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Bears. These are not good defensive fronts necessarily, especially, I mean, the Bears, the Chargers. The, I, I just, I'm not as afraid of their run defense. And the other one, Madison's going to stay the running back. He's getting 75% of the stuff. The other, the other guy in the Viking, no, the only other person who's gotten a carry is Ty Chandler. Mm. Ty Chandler has four carries for zero yards. He's the starting running back. So I think that Madison's one of the few guys that actually the person who drafted them thinks less of them than they did three weeks ago. This is the kind of trade where you can actually lowball and get yeah. away with it. You know what I mean? Like you can throw, yeah. you can insulting. throw out kind of like insulting offers for, for like most of the guys on this list, you probably got to like pick and choose who you're sending in an offer to him. But like, Someone with Alexander Madison might be truly panicking right now and will take anything that you offer. Well, what's nice about this Madison thing, I love this one, Hypus, is because like he was kind of already gross when you drafted him. Like I <laughs> yeah. feel like the person who drafted him like begrudgingly drafted him because he fell or they like accidentally clicked enter when bidding for him. And now they're like, all right, we'll see. Two weeks in, they're like, this was a mistake. So th I, this is this is really good. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less, and one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Get ready to start the NFL week off right, because right now all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday Night Football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the New York Giants and the San Francisco 49ers, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. I don't think the Giants are going to win, so just bet on everything for the 49ers. Uh, 
Yeah, just they're, they're not going to win. NFL same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash Ringer Fantasy so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no sweat same game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, next up here, we got DK. You have uh, you have Jahan Dotson. Yeah. For the Washington Commanders. Things things have not worked out like I expected for, for our friend Jahan so far. He's averaging five points a game, which is... Just brutal. It's a it's a brutal start for him. He's wide receiver seventy three through two weeks. Um, but basically, the entire thesis of my of my trade here is that he's really good and he is locked in as the one A or one B in this passing game. So right now, like the target rate is not where you want it to be. It's nineteen percent, um, and he hasn't scored a touchdown. He hasn't been actually targeted in the end zone yet. I think both of those things are going to basically regress to the mean, positively regress. I think he's going to be a much bigger focal point in this offense going forward and he's going to end up being the guy we expected him to be so you know for people that are freaking out and have Jahan Dotson they probably can't start him right now I think just go go again go lowball someone offer him like a guy that you got off the waiver wire and see what you can get because I think his role is going to improve and increase as we go along I think this makes a ton of sense because the way that Dotson was drafted people don't really want him in their lineup anymore and then you kind of like mm-hmm. get like you again a lot of times what happens is Someone has added someone from waivers. Like if this person added Puka Nakua or something, they're like, I don't even need this guy anymore. You're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like you're probably they might even be. Well, don't trade Puka. Him. Don't trade Puka for this guy. No, no, That's... I'm saying the person who added <laughs> has Dotson. Right. Added okay. Puka Nakua. I don't need and Dotson. Right, whatever. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's whoever it could be. It doesn't yeah. matter. It could be Kyron Williams. The point is, everyone has added a waiver player by now. It's like someone has a receiver they like, and you're like, oh, like, like when you come in for the low ball, they're like, yeah, actually, sure, whatever. Yeah, I like that. That just like last year, Dotson, like the stats you were saying, DK, the, the fact that they like share the same percentage of the team's air yards. Dotson is really a 1B to, to, to McLaurin's 1A, if, if not just mm-hmm. like dead even, and it'll eventually even out. Like what we saw last year about Dotson is real, and he's not second fiddle to McLaurin. They're just like two great weapons on either side. He's also just good. Watch him play. He's good. Yeah. Watch the tape. Great timing there. And then you came Trust in on the, the back end. I was a, I was literally about to say great timing. Damn. All right. What a song. The uh, next song. one here we got. Craig, back to you. You had Pat Fryermuth tied in for the Steelers. I love this one. I get it. Two catches through two games. Not great. <laughs> not great. It's, yeah. it's like, it's, yeah, it's cool. Pucker one factor on this trade. What's the pucker factor? What what number are we at here with, with sending out the two catch offers? guy with the chest injury? <laughs> A lot yeah. of puck. <laughs> a lot of puck in the chest. Look, I still think despite the horrific Monday night game where the Steelers defense outscored the offense, I think the Steelers are a buy low offensively. Mm-hmm. Look, they Look, play the Niners lower. and the Browns. They play the Niners and the Browns, right? Yeah. Two top five defenses. Ridiculous defensive lines. Pickett has been under fire for two straight games, honestly, pretty much his whole career. If you yep. look at Pickett's 14 starts, like 11 of them are against like top 10 defenses. The guy has not had great schedule luck. Uh, but if you look at what happened, the next four weeks now, finally Pickett is going to be able to breathe, I think. Next week, they're playing the Raiders. The Raiders are dead last in pressure rate in the league. Mm. After that, Texans, Ravens, Rams. These are all like middle-of-the-road defenses. And Deontay Johnson's on IR, their best receiver. So 
I, I, you know, Pickens is awesome. He's amazing. He's the new number one on this team. But I think Pat Fryermuth will should return to being the number two guy. Also, tight end is so bleak right now. If somebody is not starting Pat and they and they added Sam Laporta or Luke Musgrave, and you're like, I'm going to slip in and trade for Pat, Pat Fryermuth because you think he's a bust. I think that's that's yes. a great move. I like Two catches for five yards is so funny to look at. Like it's not really <laughs> it's like tough. I say look at a stat, but if you stare at two and five, like your brain's like, is something wrong? One here? was a touchdown. One was a touchdown. I mean, Craig, <laughs> this is a guy. Scarier. I think he had ninety fifty percent touchdown rate. Didn't he have ninety eight yes. targets last year? I mean, this is a guy who has proven in the past that he can earn targets. This to me just feels like massive variance based on the the opponents they had. Look at the the Forty ers are probably the best team at taking away the middle of the field in the NFL. So that's not really his game. You know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, I think the defenses uh, have really dictated how the Steelers have done so far. I mean, Pickett is getting thrown around like a ragdoll back there. (laughs) Pickett plays like he's 5'11". Like, I can't believe he's 6'3", 220. He really looks like he's six foot. Yeah. Don't you think? He looks like Baker Mayfield out there. He plays like he has the smallest hands in NFL history. (laughs) He does. Hmm. Just saying. One anyway. percentile. <laughs> keep keep stretching the zero hands, Kenny. Zero with. Yeah. We're sticking in that game though, Craig. You also had Elijah Moore for the Browns. And I thought that was funny because you're right. Where I can't think of a better buy low than watching the Steelers Browns game last night, where we're like, wow, these two offenses are pathetic. The Steelers didn't get within the 30 yard line last night. It's, it's a good note. And then the Browns were worse. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, look. So I like yeah. Elijah Moore has six catches through two games, which is kind of a bummer. However, a lot of silver linings. He's basically taken over Donovan Peoples-Jones, not in terms of like yes, like uh, snaps, but in terms of who Deshaun's throwing to. It is now Amari 1A, Elijah Moore a very close 1B. They're only one target apart. I know Deshaun can't get any worse, but that's kind of what I'm selling you right now is like, is he the 31st best quarterback in the league? I don't think so. Even if he can be like a middling quarterback this year, Elijah Moore has had a ton of targets and he's open a lot. Deshaun's just been bad. So if you kind of want to bet on him bouncing back, Elijah Moore's super talented. Amari Cooper's beat up a lot and Donovan Peoples-Jones is not getting targets now. So I like Elijah Moore as a buy low. I love Donovan Peoples-Jones entering the season because I was like, what if he's just what people want Elijah Moore to be and Donovan Peoples-Jones is free. And I don't regret it because he was the last pick. However, you can cut him and you're right. Elijah Moore, I also don't regret not, if you if you didn't get Elijah Moore, you're not missing anything because he's done nothing. But if you look, watch him on the field, you're totally right. You kind of watch him like, oh my God, how can they not get this guy the ball? He does look always open or always doing something. This is actually a perfect example of a player that you can exploit the actual, like just box score readers you know what i mean like if you didn't watch this game last night against the steelers you'd say oh he had nine targets for three catches and 36 yards but you would fail to realize that he had he had two other that would have been catches like he was he just barely stepped on the on the sideline on one of them which would have been about a 30 yard gain and then i don't know there was another one where he just barely was out of bounds again for another probably around 30 yards or something so he would have had an additional two catches and 60 yards He, he would have looked like a really good stat line plus with nick chubb out Going forward, you're going to see him more in the backfield. You know what I mean? He's kind of got like the Percy Harvin slash Randall Cobb Mm. style usage. And so for the people that are box score readers, they're they're not going to realize like he was a lot closer to having like five catches for 100 yards than people realize. That's a great call, Craig. Thank you. (laughs) So, so nice. All right. You guys aren't going to like this one. Yeah, you're you're right. (laughs) Call my own number here. 
Kyle Pitts, tight end for the Falcons. I'm going to head to the bathroom. Yeah, I'll be back in two minutes. I cannot do this. Go just Dude, do solo. You do can't, minutes. No, that's <laughs> just, it. It has just to be. Just do the monologue. It's not, it's not a buy low unless you kind of got to be like, what? Him? You give you me any player, no. I will give you Kyle Pitts. <laughs> that's why <laughs> you should get player. him. That's what I'm saying. Like, the people who entered this year and drafted Kyle Pitts convinced themselves it would be different. They have filled with so much weeks. self-hate. Yeah. I don't Everyone who drafted all. Kyle Pitts two weeks into the season has realized, oh, I just signed up for the same ride as last year. Like, and, and that's the thing. I think you can get him for nothing. And all the upside of like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. All, all the underlying metrics of like, the, here's one, here's like the third biggest gap in expected fantasy points, which is just expected fantasy points, just the va- of all the times you're on the field and targeted the, uh, the value of your uh, usage and opportunity versus what you've actually done. He has like the third biggest gap. And again, that's kind of what happens when you're really good and open all the time and they can't throw. However, I kind of think you can get him for nothing. Kyle Pitts has four catches for 59 yards in the season, under 60 yards. The person who has him is already sick of him. What you want is people who've driven the car off the lot and are already willing to be like, damn, I'll sell it for half price, whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, just take the upside, but instead of paying for it in your draft, just go get it for free. Here's the problem, my sweet, my sweet boy. You trade (laughs) for Kyle Pitts, right? You trade him for a nickel on the dollar. Congrats. But then the guy who gave them to you, maybe, you know, or l- let's say you are struggling at tight end. You have Zach Ertz and you're like, I'm going to take a flyer. I'm going to trade for Kyle Pitts for nothing. And now I'll get the upside of Kyle Pitts. Well, every week now you're going to stare at Zach Ertz or Kyle Pitts and you're going to get tricked into the shiny quarter on the ground. And you're going to go, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to start Zach Ertz over Kyle Pitts. And every week, Zach Ertz will outscore Kyle Pitts. And you will be tricked into starting Kyle Pitts every week. You will be sucked into his vortex. And you will be back <laughs> into that muck that you didn't want to be in from last year. That's fair. Just stay with Zach Ertz. It's better. No, keep him. Kyle Pitts is a siren song, honestly. He's kind of like the tight end Kadarius Tony. You don't even have to play him. Just buy him while he's at rock bottom, and maybe he like has a few great games, and, and then trade him with someone who actually believes. I would say there's one stat that actually makes me buy this, it, and and that here it is. He's running a route on double the amount of uh, at the, at a double rate than what he ran last year in terms of like yes. their their team's dropbacks. So he's running a route actually on 92 percent of the team's dropbacks, which is second among all tight ends in the NFL. This is what we wanted. Last year, Craig, last year it was 43%. You know, though, look, I've watched every Falcon snap this year because I'm obsessed with them. You know, when like I'm parents, obsessed with them. you know, when like parents want their kids to do something because they're annoying them or like older brothers tell the younger brothers, they say like, I, I bet you, you can't get to run to the, to the tree and back in 60 seconds. And the kid's like, oh, okay. And he runs. That's essentially what they're doing to Kyle Pitts. He's just out there working, just distracting putting him. in cardio. Yeah. They're, every time Desmond Raider drop backs, he's either throwing immediately to, to Drake London on some little slant or he's throwing to his running backs. They're just, he's just Wait. not looking for Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is 40 yards yeah. down the field. He's, he's not even looking. You know that scene in Coach Carter where he's like, you owe me a thousand suicide, like 500 up downs. And he's just like hoping he'll quit. And then the kid, he actually does all the running. They're like, hey, Kyle, I bet you can't run a post in three seconds. And he's like, watch me. And then they <laughs> dump it off to B. John Robinson. <laughs> I'm just saying like I 50 50 shot. The person who's Kyle Pitts in your league is like actively like hating themselves. And you're and they're like, well, hey, that's, can I have that's that? true. Like, yeah, that's true. It's like the, ugh. Just stash him on your bench. Who's the worst player you could trade for Kyle Pitts? Do you think like realistically? Josh Reynolds. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's like good. offering too much. <laughs> like I feel like you can get, I think you can be like you could go worse than that. Come on. Give me someone worse. Like 
Tutu Mar- Atwell. Um, Marcus Valdez Scantling. Tutu Atwell's too good. Go. I don't think people would do that. Nick Westbrook. Right, but that's Kikine. my point. If you got him on waivers, like, that's the thing. Chase it's like Claypool. Basically add co- oh. <laughs> oh my God. Chase Claypool just scored a oh touchdown. I think you should throw no. that out there. If you're if you're out there listening, try and trade for Kyle Pitts with Chase Claypool if he's on your team. He's probably on waivers. No Pick one him will up accomplish And then that. try and trade for him. Rashad Bateman? Ringer Fantasy Football. Yeah, you could definitely do that. Yeah, you could probably do that. River Craycraft. (laughs) Durham Smythe. Stone Smart. No, don't trade Durham Smythe. Donald Parham Jr. Durham Smythe is finishing finishing ahead of Pitts, guaranteed. Someone emailed us and asked whether Kyle Pitts would surpass Nick Chubb in yards this year. And I had to think about it. How many does Nick Chubb have? Like 100 something? He'll pass him, I think. Could you trade Marvin Mims for Kyle Pitts? (laughs) No. Uh, Oh, yes. I think you could. No. Marvin Mims has like four times as many points. <laughs> he has like six. He has four times as many points in six. Kyle P- actually, Marvin Mims is actually the, the, the anti-pits because he's never on the field. But every time he is, he scores a touchdown. And that is the, uh, the literal opposite of Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Marvin Mims is already one third of the way to Kyle Pitts's touchdown total. Jeez. Uh, Which is kind anyways, of incredible I, to think about. All to right. be clear, I do not endorse this either, Craig. I'm with you. I don't condone this type that's, of behavior. I, that's you have to. Everyone's afraid. That's when you be bold. It's God. Just come on. All right. The last one here I want to do. Number 10. This isn't even an endorsement. I wanted to actually ask you guys a question because I think mm. this is fascinating. The single hardest person I think to price in fantasy football right now is Garrett Wilson, the receiver mm. for the Jets. And I wanted to ask you guys. I'll start with I'll start with Craig. Is Garrett Wilson a buy low? Because the vibes around the Jets are horrific and everyone knows Zach Wilson sucks, but he might have a better quarterback later. Or is Garrett Wilson a sell high because he just had two touchdowns in his last two games and that's probably not going to keep happening with Zach Wilson? I think he's a sell high, right? I mean, look, he's technically the 16th wide receiver in fantasy right now. His projections still look good. Yahoo hasn't quite figured it out yet. They're still giving him north of 10 points projected a game. I don't have, because this, I didn't know you were going to bring this up. I don't have the stats pulled up about him, but his splits with Zach Wilson and without Zach Wilson are horrific. He essentially is like AJ Brown without Zach Wilson and he's river Craycraft with Zach Wilson. So I think he's a sell high. Here's my take. Here's my take. (laughs) Yeah. Well, sell high, sell high is relative. Cause when I say sell high, I mean, sell high as in it will only go lower. Obviously his value has already plummeted. He's already a car that's been driven off the lot. Obviously. So he here's the deal. Here's the problem. So he has a 30% target rate, which ranks ninth among all receivers. He has seven catches, <laughs> which is barely <laughs> top 50. He's also the king of the miracle thing. Yeah. The volume is not going to be there. Look, he, he he had one slant for 75 yards. That's it. Yeah. 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 I would I would sell high for sure. I don't think Zach Wilson <laughs> is going to get any better at this point. Someone asked if they should trade him for Amari Cooper. Yeah. 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 I think we should go down the list, though. It's like, I, I, put it this way. I don't, could you, Puka Nakua, if you're just, if you're just like, I, if you have a friend who's like, hey, I added Puka Nakua on waivers. I feel like it's found money. I'm just going to like turn him into Garrett Wilson. Yes. Would you be like, yes. no, don't do that. I would do that 100%. I'd rather trade, have Puka. Wait, if, in, in redraft, You'd rather yes. have Puka over. 100%. Yeah. Right, we got to, we got to find the line here. Puka, what about uh, Mike Williams? I'd rather Mike Williams. Chargers. Yes, I think I'd rather have Mike Williams at this point. There, there's actually, you have to, 
it's hard to express in words my my lack of faith in Zach Wilson to like give What if they got Garrett a new quarterback? Wilson, the Rock. Are they gonna? Like, I don't who? know, but that's the thing. I get that if that's the bet you're making by hanging on to Garrett Wilson, then I I suppose that makes some sense. But if you think that they're gonna go Zach Wilson all year, abandon. I think they hope. gotta get Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> all right, so what about what? All right, DJ Moore. Oh God, Garrett Wilson. I rather have Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I think that's the line. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I mean, like Jahan Dotson. At that point, you should take freaking Garrett Wilson. Obviously, George Pickens. Even like George Pickens, you can't oh, I'd rather George have Pickens. Pickens over. I'd rather have Pickens. You'd rather have Pickens over Garrett Wilson? Yeah. But if the Jets get a quarterback... Okay, that, that yeah. I don't think they're going to get a quarterback, one. But two, somebody needs to find the with Zach Wilson, without Zach Wilson split siphons. They are so bad. <laughs> Truly, if you look back at last year, um, when, they had, when the Jets had either Joe Flacco or Mike White, they averaged the... They were the number one team in passing yards per game. And it was like Garrett <laughs> Wilson was going off. And when, when Zach Wilson was playing, they were dead last. That's how big of a difference any other quarterback in the world versus Zach Wilson is. Like, I have zero faith in the that world. Zach Wilson is going to do anything. I, I think the real, the true discussion here is not like sell high or who are you going to sell him for, or who are you going to you know trade him for, or whatever. It's like, how long will Zach Wilson be the quarterback? That's the real test. That's a real question. If you think it's only two weeks, hang on to Garrett Wilson. But that's, if you think they're going to, but that's kind of what we're. Ba- that, I know. That's kind of. But that's the thing. If you think it's going to be then, then you might want to try and, and trade for him. That's kind of why I think it's such an interesting question. Yeah, it is. It it actually is. If if they go and get pretty much any other quarterback, I'm back in on Garrett. But uh, the current state of affairs, I'm scared. Here, I'll pull up the uh, the stat. I have the stats right here. What if they sign Colt McCoy, the guy who who basically retired because his arm doesn't work anymore? <laughs> that one? Yes. I don't Joe know. Flacco's still out there. Doubts. I'm just saying, and he wants to play. Matt Ryan technically hasn't retired yet. Oh my gosh, these poor Jets. So just to take just Joe Flacco and Mike White last year versus Zach Wilson, the splits, the difference is, well, yeah, Garrett Wilson had all four of his touchdowns with Flacco and Mike White. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, two thirds of his yards, even though they played fewer it's games. It's really tough. He basically had 50% more catches with those two, even though mm-hmm. they actually had fewer games. So that's not so, great. You know. All right. Well, Garrett Wilson, um, good luck. Sorry. All right. Let's get to some emails. You guys want to do a little fantasy court? Yeah. Fantasy court time, baby. All right. This is from um, Anonymous. We're gonna... Anon. Ooh. Anon. You know, you could just make up a name. Oh, That's more fun. I, why would I do that? Should I? I don't know. So we can give this person a name. Oh, okay. This is from Garrett Wilson. <laughs> Garrett Wilson. Garrett. I'm thinking about quitting my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, like where this is going? No, it's just a Garrett Wilson joke. All right, whatever. No, I'm going to read the email. All right, fantasy court time. I'm in a 12-team dynasty league with my friends from work. During last night's Browns-Steelers game, I got an alert about a new trade. I re- uh, the, the alert said that during the commercial break, following Nick Chubb's horrific injury, someone actually executed a trade of Nick Chubb for DeAndre Swift, two first-round picks, and two oh. third-round picks. Oh, Wow, that's tough. This morning we find out the trade offer had been out there for two weeks and that the two parties had essentially raced each other to either accept it or the other guy to withdraw the trade before the injury. Mm -hmm. Now the league is in an uproar. People wanted to be vetoed. Others wanted to be put to a vote. So what do you say, High Fantasy Court? Should you just not actively try to screw over your buddies or should you be more on top of the (laughs) offers you have outstanding? 
DK, what's your immediate reaction? Okay, here. First off, let's start with best practices. If you have like outstanding trade offers at before games start, you should probably go ahead and like take them off the table. Like that's a best practices thing that you should do. If you have outstanding trades that haven't been accepted or denied, decline them or whatever. Take them off the table during games because this is what happens. Players get injured. Uh, that being said, this is totally bush league of this guy to go ahead and accept it. This is BS. They should absolutely veto this. This is not in the spirit of the rules at all. I think they should veto this. Agree. Veto. Yeah. There's some bad karma coming those guys' way who are sending that Nick Chubb. This trades. is bad faith. <laughs> this isn't like a thing where it's like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, people shouldn't litigate trades. Like whatever, people can see different values of different guys. Like this is a potentially career-ending injury. Yeah, this is bad it's, faith. You know what it is? It's someone saw the replay of Dick Chubb's knee going 90%. It was Tim Robinson's. I gotta figure out to make money on this. Yeah, this, that's Bush League. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, that's like, tough. Messed up. Do you think right. anyone in this Veto league is going to be like, defending this trade and thinking that it should go through is anybody in this league for this besides the guy who I don't did know. it i think people i think people <laughs> will be like don't leave offers out there but two honestly, first round picks it, and deandre swift and two thirds for a guy who may never Smith play Jeff. again that's come on yeah that's pretty ridiculous probably horrific swindling i think to me this is a this is the perfect situation where uh, i personally believe like commissioners should wield at least some sort of like eye rule with an iron fist. Not everything should be democratic. I feel like the I feel like the commissioner yeah. should just yeah. say no. This is not going through. Sometimes you got to go full David Stern. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you just have to like step in. There's only one rule, which is it's in good faith or not. And like again, the only rule we yeah. have are like, hey, did the two people want to do this? This is America, and one of them's like, no, because he broke his leg. You're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. That's that's let's say no. All right. We also got an email. This is <laughs> this is from Daniel. Danny. Daniel, Danny. Dan. So uh, remember uh, a couple of episodes, we were talking about how a guy had emailed us that someone in his league had taken Brian Robinson in the first round because he thought he was Bijan Robinson. <laughs> Love that. Uh, yeah. And then that guy's winning his league. And then oh, DK, you told the story about how your mother-in-law drafted Dan Orlovsky in the first round last year. Even the funniest pick I've ever like seen years. in my life. Yes. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. So, how did you do that? Yeah, really? That was honestly, an it's pick. hard. How'd you find to him? navigate? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know so how I, he did that. I'm ja impressed. Yeah. How she what if Jackie's friends drafted Anthony Sherman? And I'm like, how did you find Anthony what? Sherman? What, what, what did you say? I like checked the sword. That and everything. is I was amazing. Like, what could, see like the one with the most 0.0, .0 projection and you did it backward. Like how it's not did alphabetical. They go alphabetical? Like, how did, there's like yeah, some, whatever. I there's levels too, here. But there's like, did they think it was, was Richard like, Sherman? Fan? Does uh, IDP? Dude, I, I, I was looking up his college. I was like trying to figure out how you could have even. Anthony Richardson, Anthony Rich Sherman. No, Maybe this is last year. The confusion. There were no Anthony's. Oh, wow. I was like, it's, I don't know. Oh, anyway. yeah. Okay, interesting. Well, so I love this. Email those from are Daniel. The best. Danny. We're doing our online draft a few weeks ago and everyone is there except for one person. We text him, we ping him. Finally, I call him. He answers the phone and it sounds like I woke him up. He freaks out and he says he slept through his alarm. So I hear him slamming around his bedroom, trying to fire up his computer. He jumps onto the Yahoo draft app and furiously starts going through his list of sleepers, marking them in the draft. You know how you, you know how you can cue the players in whatever draft room you're in? Yeah. But our friend doesn't realize that he has the first pick and he's on the clock. So it auto drafts for him. Uh -huh. But the problem with auto draft is it pulls yeah, yeah. from the queued oh. guys if you have them queued. But he's yes. queuing his sleepers. So he auto drafts Jordan Love with the first pick. Oh. All right. 
Aggressive. And he's so deep. He's so deep into marking his sleepers. He didn't even notice that he picked him. The next guy grabs Jefferson. Third guy's on the clock. And the friend looks up and he realizes what he did. And instead of being embarrassed, he's like, you know what? Jordan Love, going to have a breakout year. Just watch. <laughs> Lean into I love it. that. Yeah. This person. Yeah. Positive Dale vibes writes, only. The, the guy who did this is in first place undefeated as the most points in the league. <laughs> this is, the, yeah, This at the risk of like undermining us, fantasy is so dumb. <laughs> like, like you can auto pick and your team can be extremely good. It, this is like how kind of like silly this whole thing is to me. There's a case to be made that, that, Auto drafting is is the best strategy because right. everybody's just overthinking, and auto draft just takes like the best players at every position. Well, it's the wisdom of crowds, right? Like this is yeah. There's a reason these guys are ranked or have the ADP or whatever. It's like a lot of people agree this guy's gonna be good, and so maybe we should well, just it, listen. It's to the, the running bit on the league for like what was when was the league made? Like 15 years ago at this point, where talk their friend like their crazy brother Taco who doesn't know anyone that doesn't watch football wins every year because he just shows up and they're like, Oh, I'll take like LaDainian Tomlinson. And they're like, he retired. Then he comes out of retirement. It's great. Like, you know <laughs> I mean? And then he plays for it. It's like, it's like all this dumb stuff. I and feel like, like for yeah, real though, sure. the, the biggest thing, and this is why like Matthew Barry always talks about how you can lose your league in the first round. The biggest edge in fantasy is not like deciding which players to pick. It's deciding which players to not pick. You know what I mean? Like the biggest avoids yeah. in any certain round uh, to me, that's like the most important thing. Like, otherwise, just pick guys that are around their ADP. That's why I was surprised you gave me grief about injured players. And I'm like, I don't want Cooper Cup on my team. And you were just giving me giving me grief. I, that to me, that's a very specific example. Generally speaking, yeah, like maybe you should avoid injured players. But Cooper Cup is built diff, you know, and it was just bad luck that he got hurt again. <laughs> you know what? It freaks me out when people who are older than me use language that I don't actually feel. Cool. Like I'm like I'm just drop I, that. I'm, I'm like, stealing Austin I like Gale's that. patois. This is Austin, like this is all diff. Austin Gale built diff. Built it's my it's like how says. parents use emojis now more than young people. Yes. You know? yes. Where, just, who taught just my respond dad the thumbs, with up thumbs up emoji? Up. <laughs> that wasn't me. How did he learn that? Yeah. Where did he get it from? All the time. All my mom sends her emojis. Man, email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com or if your parents use texting language, weird. Um. Also, here, did you guys see the Colts tight end Kylan Granson? Had this Instagram oh my post, God. and I this just someone best. sent it really to me. And I didn't even register, and I'm like, "Oh, he has a baby, whatever." Okay, and then it, it was just him posing like for a legit Instagram photo shoot, but it was with a foot the, the the touchdown catch he had, and the captions <laughs> after three years of trying, it's finally here with a baby bottle emoji <laughs> in the football. Oh my god! And he's like, it's like perfect. They like legit hired a photographer. They went on to a, like they went somewhere to a destination to do this thing. Oh yeah, it looks it's like amazing. an engagement shoot. Like the, the football is swaddled like a baby in like a yeah. little blanket. <laughs> it's amazing. It's actually incredible. Well played, Kyle Granson. I think he's worth a pickup just for that. Him for Kyle Pitts? Who says Dude, no? Okay, that perfect, perfect. <laughs> Send an offer. I think Kylan Granson could outscore Kyle Pitts this year. Is he already? I feel like he's probably already because he's. Oh, scored he's the tight. He's the he's tight touchdown. end this year, Kylan yeah. Granson. Let's let's. I want to see some receipts. Trade Kylan Granson if he's on your team for Kyle Pitts, and I want to see some receipts. Or do it the other way around. Kylan Granson's not on anyone's teams. He's the he's the tight end eight. Got to get on some teams. He's Pick not him up rostered. off waivers. Pick him up off waivers and trade. then send the trade. Uh, all right. While we're here, one other trade thing. Uh, this is from Brian. 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 My wife lost Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins, so the only running back left on her roster is Josh Jacobs and now Matt Breida. 
is Raheem, mm. I'm thinking about offering a Raheem Mostert Alvin Kamara for Cooper, Cooper Cup. And he's like, I want to win. So I'm good with sleeping on the couch for 16 weeks if this goes south. I want to make sure I don't, I, I don't have any likelihood of veering into divorce. And he said, I couldn't find a trade chart to address that. Mostert and Kamara for Cooper Cup. So he's worried about deal, taking actually. advantage. I think he's worried about getting divorced. You should avoid trading with your wife. <laughs> oh, That's- he's saying he has Mostert and Kamara. Yeah. Yes, what, but he wants, but she wants a running back, so he he should help her. He's he's trying to walk th- that line. I don't line. think it's like a, a swindle. Do you do you think this is like? I a think bad it's actually a pretty good deal. I think no, it's a solid it's deal for bad. her. She's no, screwed. it's not. This is not like taking advantage because Mostert is a top ten running back this year or something like that. Like he's top five there. right now. Yeah, and so and then obviously Kamara is going to come in and get a lot of volume. I think this is fine. Cooper Cup. We don't know exactly when he's going to come back. It's ethically defensible if you're wanting to put it that do way. We, do we know well, if Cooper Cup will come back into a starting role? Well, yeah. Or will he kind of be a oh, yeah. third string? Yeah, he's going to have to like he, play some other role. Puka Nakua has taken over, so I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. So Alvin Kamara is great starting running back for the Saints when he comes back from the suspension. And Mostert might be in a timeshare with the Dolphins, but then you're getting Cooper Cup, who's the best number two receiver in the NFL. Right. So, so it's a real role to do. I think. Okay, to answer the question legitimately, this is ethically defensible. How about that? My real, my real answer to Cooper Cup is that we could give some opinion, but the reality is Cooper Cup, there's a serious chance he could come back and be 100% immediately, which I think is totally on the table. I also think Cooper Built Cup if. could come back, have a setback, play three games, and then be shut down again with a re-aggravation. And yeah. the reality is, what you like, it's not like a liquid trade market. Like you have a league with nine specific people or 11 specific people, and only four of those people probably even want them. And you just got to see what they want. And so the reality is like, I don't know. It's like, it depends. So I think the real test of his faith as a husband is whether he would encourage her to get another offer. <laughs> That's the real test. Yeah. So I think this is dangerous. There you go. This is a dangerous play, my friend, Brian. Don't shit right. where you eat or something like that. There's something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Sure. <laughs> it, it kind of applies. It kind of works. You get it. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of which, great transition, DK. Thank you. We got emails about people with more hot mic and bathroom stories. It's from Neil. Let's go. Neil. Neil. What do you got, Neil? I took a. Bring it. I took to show me all you got. I took a county one as a freshman. Hit me. So much to do it. Got. I took accounting 101 as a freshman at Big Ten University. Go Gophers. Okay. It's a large lecture style Minnesota. class in a massive auditorium. It's probably like 250 or 300 people in this class. And one no, time I the don't, professor I don't was like like very buttoned up. Okay. Yeah. Very buttoned up professor. Very proper professor. He seemed very uncomfortable during the lecture. And oh, at no. one point he excuses himself halfway through to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. However, he forgot to turn off his microphone (laughs) for the lecture, which was like a lapel on him. The (laughs) professor broadcasted the next eight minutes over the speakers in the room, which included the hustle, his audible worries and fears and route, the uh, resulting effort, and then, of course, the flush. (laughs) Only for him to come back in sweating with no idea that we had all listened until everyone just burst out and left. Did no one go tell him? <laughs> what, what are they going to go chase him? him down? Yes, go chase him down. Hey! Then you want Somebody to go, with what? a freaking heart, somebody with a soul, go find this guy. DK, and tell him. I love you. I love you. There's no fucking chance you would do that. Are you going to listen to eight minutes of that just sitting in class? I, that sounds yeah, worse. Yeah, that, that was you probably would... the greatest moment in the history of Minnesota. <laughs> 
god! Like that—that that is like all-time bonding amongst the 250 people in that class. Like you that guys lived are sociopaths. The rest of the year, you're sociopaths. You have no empathy. That what is, is the alternative? Classic story. That's, classic do, that's, that's like straight out of an American Pie movie. That is amazing. <laughs> that is, that oh is. my god, that's incredible. Anyway, this guy I, has to move. Like he has to quit. I don't. I hope he doesn't have tenure because he's gonna have to quit. Can you, Matt, move you cities? Know the whole point of tenure is you can't leave. It's like you think this is enough to lose tenure. Just drop all the students yeah. and then. Start I would give class. them Fs for not coming and telling me. <laughs> you have none of you have any empathy. I don't want you going out into the world. That's that's the test here. The uh, one enterprising students like here. We're all we're all gonna never tell anyone about this, and we all get A's. <laughs> Blackmail him. Oh man. I feel oh like if you're the if you're the professor, you gotta own that. You gotta just come in and laugh it off. You can't try and pretend it didn't happen. You're like, wow, you guys just heard me doing some stuff. I apologize. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Vote right now. There's we're gonna make this a poll. Everyone, if you're listening on Spotify, go to the poll and vote whether you someone should have chased down the professor to let them know. Or if that's ridiculous, vote in the poll. You have to be on Spotify, whether someone should have chased the professor down in the bathroom. They'll let him know. Oh, my goodness. Well, um, where do you think that guy is now? It's not teaching. It's not, not in, in Minnesota. Sphere. Yeah. No. I mean, oh, the FBI guy. probably knows where he is. Um, but Witness protection. Zamat does not know where he is. At Cringe. We no. swap him with the he's, guy who thought that. Uh, he's in some like nondescript South American country right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. All right. We also got an email. Uh, a lot of people corrected me because I told you, you shout out to Cheryl Crow DK. I got a text. And about I, this. yeah, I listed, I was like, oh yeah, Cheryl Crow first cuts the deepest. And all these people, including um, Ken, were like, Ken. that's a cover, Danny, you idiot, by Rod Stewart. And you know what? <laughs> Wake up. I it's right. irony. But also the joke is on you because that Rod Stewart one was also a cover of Cat Stevens. So everyone who said it was Rod Stewart wow. was also wrong. Got him. Got him. Boom. <laughs> the, the tables all, have yeah, turned. Oh, the turntables. Anyway. Do you know who Cat Stevens is? Dude, yeah. The, um, a Cat Stevens, uh, actually, it's Jackie's favorite song, is the um, embarrassing, but the one from Guardians of the Galaxy, but the one that the... What's it called? Father and Son? Yeah. What did, uh, that, that what did he change his name incredible. to again? Yusuf. Yusuf Islam. That's right. Uh, also, Hyvitz, we love Remember the Titans. Peace Train. Wow. Wow. Hell yeah. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Watch Full the circle. It all, all right. comes around. That's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Tucker, everyone behind the scenes. Kira, Jack, thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Cat Stevens. Got to shout him out. Yeah, baby. Go listen to that today. Cat Stevens is so good. Yeah. They don't make them like they used to. No, they don't. (laughs) Craig's such an old head. How old are you, Craig? You you can't say that yet. Dude, I'll make them I'm like 29, they used to. but I, I feel <laughs> no, 86. You're not allowed to say that term, that expression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm start, I'm starting to feel Let old. Let me be. I'm, Craig and I are at the age where we're, we like are coming back home on Saturday night and it's like 8.30 and this we're like, nice. wow, people are just going to dinner. Yeah. But then we go to the farmer's market at 7.30 in the morning and we're like, ah, yes, yes, we've got a parking spot now. I, I, I'm trying to balance both, but you're you're certainly right, Heifetz. I'm headed in that direction. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
I just Craig just wants to be I, left alone now. Just leave me be. I love that Kai is like five years younger than us. And I'm like, I bet your lower back doesn't even hurt yet. I'm like, you have no idea what's coming. No clue. <laughs> no clue, kid. The, the weight of gravity over the years, it wears on you, you know? Start stretching now, Kai. All right. Listen, stretching, I feel like, is the most important thing as you age and nobody does it. Because when you're young, you don't need to. When I was 15, I used to walk outside and just start sprinting and I'd feel great. <laughs> Shout out Connor Nevins. I asked him any advice as I approach 30, sit stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Just stretch. It's real. Craig, Craig start a stretching pod. There's a, I there's some say start a, like a, like a stretching club, like a book well, club, but we all just get together and stretch. I mean, I'm in on that too. Start a stretching TikTok. There's a lot of people on TikTok that are like huge for stretching. Oh yeah. 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 Get like a whole routine. Stretch I'll do that with you every day, Craig, if you want to do that. I have, I do a morning routine. I, I on, do based on a TikTok. I kind of like, yeah, every like six months I find a new Send one and I try me. it. But right now what is I it? do it. It's six minutes. It's very simple. I do a six minute stretch six in the morning. Six minutes. Stretch. Stretch. What is it? I'm actually, I'm actually started stretching right when I wake up too. That's, I, yeah. you know, I also have you one of them pill boxes for old people. Do one of the pill boxes for old people every day. And I'm like, it's so much easier. It's so nice. I'm wa- it bills. seems like I'm washed now, but when I'm 60, I'm going to look great. I'm going to still be out there on the, on, on the, the real iron. secret, Craig. I, my doctor shots. told me this and I, and the fact that I have a doctor tells you how old I am. Um, okay. He was, he was telling doctors. Doctor. What do you, you what have a doctor? doctor? I didn't what? have a doctor until I was like yes. 37. That seems like a <laughs> what personal the fuck problem. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't have a regular what? doctor because I wasn't, I didn't have like insurance for like physician? most of my life. You didn't have a physician? No. Okay, well, that's I had a different a, story. I had I a pediatrician when I was a little kid. <laughs> well, that's, and yeah, when you're a kid. <laughs> Most people in their 20s and like early 30s, I would guess, don't have like a doctor that they go to like regularly. <laughs> Craig, let me get to my point. Let me get to my point real quick. You got to okay. bulk. All right. You got to bulk. Stretching is not the most important thing. Bulking is the most important thing. Why? Because you atrophy as you age? Muscle, yes. Get muscle mass while you're young. Because once you get to a certain age, you can't fucking build muscle anymore. And you need First that shit all, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Stretching does not like st- stretching does make your muscles stronger. Well, it's not much mutually exclusive. You got to bulk and yeah, stretch. Yeah, yeah. Is my point. But you got a healthy bulk. Like if you're just like slamming protein shakes sure. every morning, like right. eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all day, and you're like accumulating mass, <laughs> I'm not sure that's the best strategy. <laughs> you're, like if you can healthy bulk, sure. Yeah. No. Okay. But that's, you're essentially just saying like be fair. jacked, which like is everyone's goal ultimately. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, man. My doctor told me ripped. this. You got to start building muscle. Yeah. It's like it's like putting money in your retirement account, you know? Is your doctor ripped? Yeah. He's my doctor's younger than me, which is kind of fucked up, but Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's like Never super about that. He's super into sports and like working out and kayaking gotta and all this stuff. You. He's in shape. Got to Biking. You. I don't think this will even be insulting because many doctors I know listen to the show and I actually don't think any of them I think they're all actually not along with this. Now that Craig at the same age, we're now at the point where our friends are actually becoming doctors. Yeah. And I have a yeah. lot of respect for the medical profession, but I will say I've actually never trusted medicine less after I've seen some of the people I know actually become full on doctors. And I'm oh, like, wow, they could just wow. get that. That's, a, that's, that. A, that's for sure a thing, Hyph. It's like nurses and doctors like anyone do, can some do that? crazy. Sh- they do some crazy stuff. They like smoking, no, I, like drinking, making terrible decisions. Like just because you're extremely smart and can do doctor stuff doesn't mean you have like great decision-making skills. I, I also, a doctor, I'm, I'm into medicine and all this. I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm I just always thought of doctors I, into just, like, on this pedestal. I'm into Western and then medicine, I saw Pete, you know? Yeah, I, I and I, I, well, I also, it. I got to see the results on the um, Dolphins mating stuff. This sounds. 
You know what I want? If there's any doctors listening, any medical professionals, nurses, physicians, assistants, if there's any holistic practices that you kind of thought was was BS that you're now coming around on as a medical professional, That's a let us know. Great prompt. Great prompt. Love that. Email Let's us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Uh, I... <laughs> We're going to be the new, like, you know what we should podcast do? where we just, like, <laughs> talk about, like, how bad alcohol is We might have to have Bobby Wagner you. on at some point to actually get bulk and burn going. Yeah, I agree. Just, like, and just going to have to soft watch Bo- it here. Bobby and I, for those of you who don't know, Bobby produces The Big Picture, Sean Fantasy's good movie podcast. And him and I have been trying to get a bulking pod off the ground <laughs> since we started at The Ringer. <laughs> Craig, I didn't and, tell and, you this. Craig, I didn't even tell you this. At your wedding... The day of your wedding, Bobby and I were at the pool and we came up with the name. It's Bulk and Burn. That's great. I love it. <laughs> Bobby and I came up with that the day of your wedding. And and it's a great idea because what we want to do is basically I want to gain 15 to 20 pounds and Bobby wants to lose 15 to 20 pounds. So it's our journeys to, to, to cross paths. And then and then once a week or maybe once every two weeks, Rosillo is our consultant. We bring him in That's to kind of talk so us funny. through our process, what we're doing. Give us notes. It's a great idea. We go to the gym with him. <laughs> so video what series. kind of like whey protein you're eating? All that stuff. Uh, right. We're this, talking this diet, exercise, sleep, mental health, stretching, everything involved. You know, like we could venture into clothing. You know, what what clothes best fit uh, uh, certain bodies? You know, people who are <laughs> want to look good in their in their skin. <laughs> a lot of verticals here. There's a lot there, dude. He's he's only partly joking. Or There's maybe, a lot there. Maybe zero. I don't think any of it's a joke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it's not. If anyone is listening, person. has listened to the big picture, they will know what I'm talking about. Sean brings this up every once in a while. <laughs> right, let's see I if soft watch this thing. Would you not watch Rosillo train Bobby and I at the gym <laughs> on video? Are you kidding me? So funny. Uh, <laughs> everyone jokes that Rosillo wouldn't leave his house, and in reality, like. I, I, I think Rosillo would like leap for joy. Well, I think Rosillo's house is a gym, so we would just go to his house to train. Even better. Yeah, so he doesn't have to leave. Boom. I love this. Life is easiest for him. Ryan, Bobby, at us. All right, goodbye, everyone. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgambling.com help.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
you might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong. But these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.